0: Hello all, and welcome to this episode of No Home for Heroes, and boy, do we have a great story for you today. No Home for Heroes explores history's military mysteries regarding Americans who are missing in action from our past wars. These long-forgotten MIAs are remembered here. Today's episode is titled, A Pearl Harbor Mystery That Had Even the Navy Confused. Today's episode of No Home for Heroes is taken taken from case number 0480 in the files of the Chief Rickstone and Family Charitable Foundation. If I were to say the name Charlie Brown, what would you think of? <laughs> well, of course, you'd think of the little round-headed kid with a zigzag yellow shirt famous from all those comic strips. And all those TV specials for Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and just about every other holiday since Charlie was created by Charles Schultz in 1950. And if you don't remember him that way, he's the little kid that holds the football or wants the football to be held by Lucy, but she always jerks it away before he can kick it. But today we're going to tell you about another Charlie Brown. And in this case, a real-life hero who was lost for almost 80 years. I'm your host, Rick Stone, bringing you another great and true story from our vault of history's military mysteries. No Home for Heroes is a trademark production sponsored by the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. For more information on the foundation, visit our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. We invite you to listen to all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast or streaming platform you prefer. We dedicate this episode to all our loyal listeners in Arcola, Illinois. Population 2,731. Oh, wait, that changed. 2,732. We had a baby born this week. Arcola is the self-declared broomcorn capital of the world. And while I have no idea what a broomcorn is, I do know that a hero from your town is headed home real soon after a very, very long absence. Hey, Arcola, get the town ready to welcome this boy home. When two brothers enlisted in the Navy in 1938, They were the epitome of a close-knit family. They were so close that the Navy gave them sequential service numbers, (laughs) which was quite a rarity for the time. And then the Navy went one step farther when it assigned both brothers to the same ship, the ill-fated USS West Virginia, soon to be homeported in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. One brother would survive the Japanese attack on December 7, 1941 and the sinking of the USS West Virginia. And one brother would be listed by the Navy as killed, as then he was listed by the Navy as alive, and well, then he was listed as just missing, and then finally killed in action but never found. <laughs> but don't worry, the story is going to have a happy ending thanks to some plain old-fashioned detective work. Charles Darling Brown stated he was born in Bourbon Township, Illinois. He was known as Chai, or Charlie, to his family and friends. (laughs) Do you think the kids at school and even his big brother, Harry, gave him a hard time over his middle name, Darling? Nah, surely not. At the time of the 1930 census, Charlie and Harry were living with their parents James Allison and Lily Brown, and two sisters in Bourbon Township, Illinois, where their father was a farmer. Charles and his family later moved to Arcola, Illinois, where Charles graduated from Arcola High School in 1936. He later completed one year of college and obtained employment as a painting contractor in Arcola. Charles enlisted in the Navy on 13 May 1938 in St. Louis, Missouri, and was assigned the rank of apprentice seaman. His older brother, Harry Verde Brown, joined the Navy on the same day and was in line just ahead of Charlie, thereby receiving one lower service number. When he enlisted, Charlie was 24 years old. He stood 67 and three quarters inches tall. He had blue eyes and weighed a whopping 124 pounds. Both Harry and Charlie completed eight weeks of basic training at the Great Lakes Naval Training Center in Great Lakes, Illinois. After basic training, both Harry and Charlie Brown were immediately assigned to the USS West Virginia, a battleship, a big battleship, BB-48, which was then berthed in Long Beach, California. They reported for duty on board the ship on 1 September 1938, and both were assigned to the engineering section, where Charlie was later promoted to fireman third class. On 16 May 1939, Charlie Brown was promoted to fireman second class while on board the West Virginia, and promoted again on 15 February 1940 to fireman first class. On August 16, 1940, Charlie changed his rate to electrician's mate and was appointed as an electrician's mate third class, and he continued to serve on the West Virginia in the engineering division. On 20 January 1941, Charlie Brown sailed with his brother Harry from Long Beach on board the USS West Virginia to Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. While in Hawaii, Charlie Brown continued to work in the engine room of the West Virginia, and he and his brother, Harry, were listed aboard the USS West Virginia in Pearl Harbor at the time of the Japanese attack on 7 December 1941. After the attack, confusion reigned as officers attempted to find missing sailors and identify the dead. The chaos was particularly apparent in Charlie Brown's case. On 16 December, about nine days after the attack, the Brown brothers' parents received a telegram from the Navy Department stating that Charlie had been, quote, lost in action during the attack on Pearl Harbor and that his brother Harry had been slightly wounded. However, four days later, on 20 December 1941, the Brown family received a second telegram from the Navy Department stating that Charlie Brown had been found alive. Oh, can you imagine the relief of the parents? In fact, the December 1941 muster roll of the USS West Virginia listed Charlie Brown as having been transferred on 20 December 1941 to the battleship USS Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania was also heavily damaged during the attack on Pearl Harbor. But hey, guess what? <laughs> no one on the USS Pennsylvania had even heard of Charlie Brown from Arcola, Illinois. Harry Brown's wounded hand se- healed quickly, but he couldn't find his brother either. Officially, Charlie Brown was soon listed as missing by the Navy when he could not be physically located on the USS Pennsylvania or on any other vessel at Pearl Harbor. If you think the Navy was confused, Imagine the horrible anxiety at the Brown household in Arcola, Illinois. It was not until 6 March 1942 that the Navy Department informed Charlie Brown's parents that Charlie had been killed in action, but they had no idea where his body was, along with 24 other crew members of the USS West Virginia, affectionately known as the wee V, by its crew. And that's where Charlie Brown's case stayed for almost exactly 70 years until January 2012 when I was assigned to investigate all of the MIAs from the USS West Virginia while I was a member of the Department of Defense. At the time of my original Department of Defense investigations in 2012, there were 25 unaccounted for casualties from the USS West Virginia which comprised the initial list of casualties potentially associated with unknowns buried in the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu, Hawaii. By a process of progressive elimination of all those casualties who did not correlate to the defined data sets established by biometric and historical information obtained through some pretty exhaustive individual research, the association list was refined to specific unknowns who could not be eliminated by this process, and thus were included as most likely matches to specific unknowns that were then resting in the Punch Bowl Cemetery. Based on the overall analysis of the historical facts in Charlie's case, and the secondary analysis information, including a preliminary comparison of some unique gross dental characteristics, it was my opinion that electrician's mate third-class Charlie Brown from the USS West Virginia was a most likely match to just two of the unknowns buried in the Punchbowl Cemetery. This analysis was later confirmed by researchers from the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation on 20 October 2020, when Charlie's family contacted us for a comprehensive family report on Charlie's case. The Foundation investigation concluded that the preponderance of the evidence, including biometric profiling as described in the official reports filed with the Department of Defense in January 2012, indicated that Charlie Brown was a most likely match to two unknowns from the USS West Virginia. But better yet, after only five years of the Department of Defense finally decided to act on my recommendations from 2012, and all the Wee the unknowns were disinterred from the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu, Hawaii in 2017. Well, as we just mentioned, in October 2020, the Foundation informed the Brown family that the remains of Electrician's Mate 3rd Class Charles Darling Brown were currently sitting in a cardboard box in the defense POW MIA accounting agency's laboratory in Honolulu, Hawaii awaiting official identification and return home to his family. And the best news is this. Almost exactly 1 month later on 20 November 2020 the department of defense announced that the Armed Forces DNA Identification Laboratory in Dover, Delaware, had finally identified one of the unknowns we predicted would be Charlie Brown in 2012. Terrific. (laughs) Let me say that again. Terrific. Charlie is finally coming home to Arcola, Illinois. But sadly, his big brother Harry did not live to see him returned home. Harry passed away in Seattle in 1980. Thank you for listening to this episode of No Home for Heroes. We hope you've enjoyed today's production and we invite you to check out our other episodes on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you like to listen to podcasts. No Home for Heroes is featured on just about every podcast site across the world. We greatly appreciate your comments and a special link is available for you to contact us on our website at www.chiefrickstone.com We again thank you for your support of our mission to provide information to the families of missing American servicemen and missing American service women. Every assistance counts. And you, you do make a difference. Until next time, be careful, be safe, And wishing you fair winds and following seas, I'm your host, Rick Stone, reminding you that poor is the nation that has no hero. But shameful is the nation that having heroes forgets them.